And boom, just like that, we are back. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Belanger. Today's episode is brought to you by none other than our presenting sponsor, Generous United. Generous United, they are a membership-based buying group headquartered right here in Atlantic Canada. That gives you a good feeling. I know you know, Generous United, they're right here in our back yard and they're helping companies and individuals uh benefit from their health care so what generous united will do okay they will make sure that prescription drugs are more affordable so we can all live healthier lives one thing that i love about generous united right now is that they're teaming up with smaller businesses even big businesses honestly and making sure that their employees are able to afford their health care it doesn't really matter what it is it could be prescription drugs your dental massages acupuncture it doesn't really matter like i said what it is Generous United will make sure that you can save money on your prescription drugs so the other things can be more affordable for you. So what they will do is team up with the pharmacist, who is also a local member of your community, who is dedicated to making sure that you live a healthier life. Okay, Generous United will team up with that pharmacist and make sure that you are receiving an attentive personalized service that will allow you to save money on your prescription drugs. So here's what I want you to do. Head on over to generousunited.ca, that's G-E-N-R-U-S united.ca, and see if there's anything that they can do to help you, a loved one, a family member, doesn't really matter who. We're almost out of this pandemic. We can start to see the light at the end of the tunnel, but let's not kid ourselves here, okay? We could all use a little bit of financial help when it comes to saving money on prescription drugs, okay? Generous United, high button sports, teaming up to save the world. I love it. Today's episode is also brought to you by Osprey Ridge Golf Course. I want to talk about one of the best weekends of the summer. I thought this past weekend was beautiful when it comes to weather. I know Osprey Ridge was booming. Unfortunately, I wasn't there this past weekend, but I saw on social media a bunch of people were. So that's good. That means that these advertisements are working. I love it. Osprey Ridge, 30, 45 minutes, sometimes an hour outside of the city. You need to get there this summer. Even in the fall, it is beautiful. The thing about a family-run business is that they take pride in ownership so when you get there the fairways are beautiful the greens are great the clubhouse is clean and it has a great view of the entire golf course so when you're done you know your nine holes your 18 holes whatever you want to do go up to the brand new renovated patio grab a beer grab two beer grab three beer grab some food and then you can sit down and watch i think it's the 18th hole the ninth hole and the first hole they're all looking over the patio it's a beautiful scene uh i'm almost there pretty much every weekend unfortunately i wasn't there this weekend but every time i'm there i bring the friend uh, my friends my family members we have a great time it's a great course all right osprey ridge golf course get there before the summer's over Today on the High Button Podcast, we have myself, Matthew Dudley, and Jeff Warburton. Jeff was out living in uh, Alberta for the past, I think, three months uh, doing a summer job, and now he is back. Uh, Jeff was a big part of our live streaming uh, last summer, or excuse me, last winter, and he's a smart kid, really smart kid. Did his internship here. Once his internship was over, like I said, went out to Alberta, but now he's back, and I'm excited to talk to him, and uh, and just excited to talk to him about the future of the company. We also have Matthew Dudelay, the OG that's been with us for God knows how many years now, since he came on that first podcast back in 2000, I think 18 or 19. Uh, Dudes is going to be on the podcast as well. And I just want to chop it up with these boys and essentially just talk about the future. And I think it's good for allow to allow you guys, the listeners, to, to hear these conversations. It's not the... Uh, you know, the, the the only reason this company grows is because of you, the listener. So why not let you guys in on the conversation of our plans to grow and things that we're excited about and uh, and things that we're looking forward to when it comes to two, three, four, five, even six months down the road. So I hope that you guys enjoy this podcast. I'm Justin. We're talking to dudes. We're talking to Jeff. Here we go. You know what comes next. Boom, fellas, we're going. Dudes, congrats on 30. Oh, thank you. I didn't know it was congratulations We're going right away. There. Jeff, congrats on coming back from Ori, Alberta. Yep, Jasper. Jasper. What yeah. are you doing up there? You know, just going up to Alberta, working uh, working the boat docks, working, you know, digging national for, Digging park. for oil. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Well, nonetheless, it's, it's good to have you back, dudes. Absolutely. It's good to have you back in the studio here. It feels good. Big momentum coming off of August and a lot of shit scheduled for September, which is exciting. And Mark, good to have you running the, whatever you do that anyway. So you're not coming back. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Like you're, you've already been there. You're here every day, aren't you? I think that's what he said. He said he was sick and tired of hanging out in your basement or something. 
<laughs> anyways, um, anyways, fellas, thanks again for coming. Appreciate it. No Want to talk about uh, I guess last year and then this year coming up and how we're excited about it. I know I am, and I know I talk to you guys a lot and how we're excited about next year. And I guess essentially I want to talk about uh, like I had my own experience through everything last year when it came to the live streaming, the content creating, the podcast, and I just feel uh, I, I I just feel really excited about this year coming up in September. And I know talking to you guys, you guys feel excited as well. So essentially that's what I want this podcast to be about because whenever i don't know whenever there's companies that i see that are like doing really well I'm like man i wish i knew what was going on behind the scenes i wish i was in those meetings i wish i knew what was happening and i'm just like why aren't they broadcasting that stuff because the only reason this company is successful is because the people that are listening the people that are watching the people that are supporting us it's only because of them the reason is we're successful so i figure why not let them be part of our conversation about our future plans and i think that's a a great business strategy to help create a, a you know a friend not a friendship but a relationship between our fans and us so what the hell definitely a good way to keep relationships if anything you know you build a relationship and then you start to give like you said the business doesn't go anywhere without support from people and people reaching out for live streaming and and this and that and you know even just liking and sharing our videos is a huge part of like the marketing these days so even just talking about them and giving them the recognition is a, a good good tool to keep a relationship going well dude at the baseball tournament this past weekend like it was probably, it was probably like five people at least that came up to me and were like been a fan since episode like a hundred. I'm like, wow, really? Like, why? Like, how? Like, and like, <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's crazy. There's like, there's people out there that listen and view and watch and support, and it's just really cool to hear. And I just, yeah, that that's kind of when the idea for this podcast happened. It's like, all right, all these people are listening and watching. Mm-hmm. You just see numbers, downloads. You don't see faces and people. It'd be cool if you could, though. It, it would be. It'd be like everyone's like an emoji face. This guy list. This guy. This girl <laughs> listen. This guy. But anyways, I I, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was sick that baseball tournament this past weekend. That baseball tournament, I've never been on such an emotional confidence high in my life. Why? I don't know, man. I just, you know, Double M and I were doing commentary for the first time. Like, it seemed ridiculous because I've been playing baseball for 25 years, but not once have I sat down and called a game. And then people are reaching out going, oh, you ever consider this as a career and all that shit? Or did you know you were good? I was like, no. (laughs) Like, a guy in the field the other night, he was like, I didn't know you did baseball commentary and i was like neither did i (laughs) and he just kind of looked at me like what the fuck are you talking about and i was like i it just never crossed my mind that i might be all right at it you know it was just like we were doing this it was going to be fun uh weekend at the field right like there's not much better than that sun was shining eventually but when you're sitting up there and you're kind of struggling for the first like the first game i was like it's baseball like i was like fuck i don't even know what i'm doing so i was like like, aiden take this game till i figure it out but then all of a sudden you get into the groove, right? Like you start to get more comfortable and then people are, oh, that you did really good, right? And we were just trying to make it fun. Uh, you know, not your standard two-in-one pitch, swung on and missed strike three, and that's going to end the inning. Like, you know, you just try and make jokes. You chirp each yeah. other, right? You get a little scared of the ball every now and then. And that shit just makes it more engaging, though. It makes it more relatable for people <laughs> listening, right? They're like, you know, people are thinking of chirps and jokes and stuff like that. And if you drop them, then they're like, okay, now they're more comfortable to listen. So, I don't know. I'm still living on a high off that. When I, when you're talking about, the like, the joking and, like, like when you ever listen to baseball commentary, like, it is casual. They barely talk about the game. Mm-hmm. And I think about the switch in media and how – you know, the, the you know we're we're used to watching sports that NBC, CBS when we're watching baseball games, and it's very, you know, don't get me wrong, they joke around and stuff, but I feel like the switch in media that's especially turning to the internet when we're our network is high button sports. We don't have a boss, we don't have anyone mm. that's like, and it's it's just interesting. I feel how a lot of other people are starting to switch their broadcasting rights to the internet. You know, uh, what is MLB? They do like a game of the day on YouTube. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it's like it's it, it there, there's just things that are slowly switching over, and if you're not looking at that as a business strategy, that's going to be taking over in the next like ten years. How everything's going to be online, man. It's just really cool to see. You just got to look no further than Barstool right now. You, I don't yeah. know if you saw the news; they're in talks with MLB. I mean, that's a big four sport, Fuck. and that's like I mean, to your point about YouTube. I mean, it's one thing going to YouTube and uh, putting some games on each week, but if they're actually going to have like broadcast in the middle of the week from barstool non-traditional media I mean, that's it, it right it, there non-traditional media mm-hmm. no. i was so i gotta say i was so jealous of that baseball that looked like so much fun well your headphones were there so don't worry about <laughs> it <laughs> <They> <laughs> i'm glad i could help yeah yeah they got used they you got were there you? yeah i don't know it looked fun like i was so like to your point about kind of being excited about things 
I don't know, when we started this live streaming, obviously you were doing a few months before I came on, but since then we started getting the scoreboard, we started kind of upping the production. Mm. So when I'm sitting there driving home and I see like the, I check in on the baseball broadcast, you guys have the nice scoreboard, I you know, you got yeah. the commentary, you know, that you're getting clips and everything. I was like, man, that, that would have been, that would have been fun. But it, I was definitely like proud to see it. I don't know, it just looked good. Like I said, yeah. it looked like it had come a, a long way in, I don't know, the three months or two months since I was even gone. So, yeah. I'm glad you said that because when you're doing it, you know, you assume, you know, we're sitting up in the booth going, oh, shit, like it's glitching, it's it's slow, it's blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, like you said, yeah, we have the stream and that's great. But when you have the conversation about it and you can, like you said, you see the scoreboard, this guy in second base, it's 2-1 pitch, you know, like when we talked about making that happen, it just makes it more engaging for the people, right? And mm. we want people to have fun while they listen to us mm. and not just your plain old, there's nothing wrong with just like this the still screen, but it's like when you're driving home, you can't just watch the play. Mm -hmm. So now you're listening. So it's like a radio type thing too, right? And I, I'm just, I'm glad you said that because obviously people told us that they liked it and stuff, but to hear it from someone, you yeah. know, even within who's yeah. going to sit here and tell us honestly, if it looked shitty or it looked good and he says it looks good, then that's, yeah. you know, that's really good. I that's felt good nothing look. but proud, man. When I saw it, I was like, this looks good. I was like, I was like, let's go boys. As soon as that, <laughs> that Monday, we got two emails from two other tournaments, one in New Brunswick, two in New Brunswick. And they're like, come on out. We want you to do ours. Yeah. So it's like the business opportunities after. We're just like, awesome. And they wouldn't ask if we did a shit job, right? So obviously we did something, right? And I like how you said, like, you were proud and you were excited because when me and dudes were setting up, like, the field at Beasley, like, we had a couple challenges, but there was never a point where me and dudes looked at each other and just went, ah, oh, it's over. We can't get yeah, fucked. We can't no. get interviewed. Like, because last year there were so many situations where we had to go through uh just like we can't we can't figure this out and we never quit and we always just kept going so when we and we probably had how many we had like maybe two hiccups at the beginning before we got the stream up and mm -hmm. running and there was never a point where dudes and i like panicked it was just like all right how do we do this now oh we can't do that okay let's go left oh we can't go left let's go up we can't go up let's go down mm. it was just every time we had a roadblock it's all right we'll figure it out and that comes from that comes from repetition and, and failing. I, that's probably <laughs> the most proud i was of the company in a long time because we hit roadblocks and it wasn't even a, a phase. It wasn't even a glitch. It wasn't even a conversation. It wasn't even a, it was, it was just like, all right, let's go this way now. Yeah. Can't go up. Let's go down, go through. How, it, it was just, how do we get to point A to point B? And that was probably the, the most proud thing I was about that whole baseball tournament was that we just didn't quit. Didn't even think about quitting. Didn't even, it just, no. I would say I probably worried more than you for the first little bit, which is really weird. Cause normally yeah, it's but, the other way around, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But we worried for different reasons. You worried to get the stream up by yourself, get yes. the, the broadcasting up by yourself. I worried on, on a company level to try to figure out, okay, man, mainland's good for Mark and I. Okay, now i got to make sure Dudes knows what he do, he's right. doing over there with Aiden to make sure that they're good. Because the only way the company grows is if you're by yourself, he's by himself, yes. and you guys do your own we thing. branch out, yes. Exactly. Yeah. So that was probably the most proud like the, pr the the proud moment. Yeah, you're on for like me. you're on like you're on the production level where you're like I'm the same way. Like mm -hmm. if we go to that field, I'm not gonna be like thinking as much about how we're getting calls. I'm gonna be like, how do we get this production like set up and, and looking properly? Justin, like you said, on the other hand, he's gonna be thinking of the bigger picture. But yes. us on the ground floor, we're like. Let's just get this set up, looking good, and then we'll worry about the next thing once this is done. But I think that's something that benefits us, like, as a company, right? If you're worrying about something and him and I are worrying about two different things, but we're all communicating as one, like, and that's super key. It's cliche, but, like, if we can't sit here and you can't relay to us and we can't say anything to you, mm. then how the fuck are we ever going to progress? Mm. We're just going to be stuck in a stupid rut because nobody wants their idea to be or their feelings to be heard or anything like that, right? Yeah. So if him and I are trying to grind out, like, the technical stuff and you're mm -hmm. looking at the bigger picture, now all of a sudden we're covering all things and you know in one conversation essentially it's not that i'm looking at the bigger picture it's that i'm looking at the next week okay do we have podcasts lined up for next week no okay now i gotta schedule that but i can't because i'm streaming nova scotia versus new brunswick it's not that i'm looking at the bigger picture i'm just focused on the little details within the company that can't be forgotten mm -hmm. that's always one thing i worry about with growth is making sure that we remember what got us to this point the little things the podcast the the, mm -hmm. the mic'd up videos the little street interviews it's like yeah that's great money's coming in through live streaming but we can't forget about that's what all. That's all I care. About. That's where the frustration comes from. Well, you know to what have I mean. Everything, this yeah. is a great step. I mean, what you're making a podcast. You're telling them like where we're at heading into the year, like things that we're excited about. So I mean, not a lot of companies do that. To your point, so it's like if you want, if you're worried about covering that, this is a good way to do it. Just, you know, keep keep them involved. 
Well, I, w- I wanted to ask you that, Jeff, because you said when you came over for our meeting the other day, you're like, dude, I was gone for three months, but I saw you guys had so much growth. And, you know, when we're in the grind, we don't really notice the growth. We're here, heads down, work. Like, we don't really notice the, the growth. So that's the question I have for you is what sense of the company did you notice that there was growth? Well, I mean, when I left, um, obviously, it was at the end of my – I was finishing university. It was at the end of my internship. Me and you had done some, like – pretty exciting things i mean i had left with us kind of setting up a big ad thing you know we were excited and because of nova scotia and COVID and how everything was we weren't exactly like we were still in a wave we were still in a lockdown so i left about a month later you guys started to come out of it and i just kind of um i just kind of saw immediately what you'd kind of been telling me about before COVID, like things you said like happen like you doing the street interviews you partnering up like i mean like i said the baseball one the other day when I stopped in on that because I was kind of maybe going to be on it if I made it home in time. It didn't work out, but I was, like, curious to see. And, you know, seeing just, like, how we had OBS run it, like, just doing all these broadcast stuff, even when I first got here, that uh, that wasn't exactly being done. So just stuff on, like, the internal level, I guess that's how I look at it because I was with you, mm. was, like, how production side. And like you said, I think what you want is people that can you can rely on or if you give them a game, you don't need to worry about it, which is why you said you, you wanted to make he, sure he was set up. So that's just like something that goes deep. And I think um, the fact you had two broadcasts running on that game, I mean, you had all the hockey podcasts when I was gone, all the hockey guys, you told me they come in during the summer. It was just, um, I don't know, you could just kind of see the gradual pickup of things. And um, yeah, it was just the quality, everything. I feel like it was just stuff we worked on last year that me and you had talked about that just started to like look solidified and I wasn't even here. Mm-hmm. So that was obviously, uh, that was something that was exciting for me to see. Like you can, you can ask my girlfriend like every day when I was working out there, I'd be like checking the high button. I'd be like, Oh, I love how like doing this. And like, like, like you could ask her in the middle of summer, I'd just be sitting there. I'd be like, like, Oh, I'm so excited to get back. Like, look at how they, look at how well they did. They did like this interview. So That's good, it, was, it was all good stuff for sure. And just to be back here now and like, out of a wave and like out of staying in like our houses and our apartments and like now you got all this stuff on the go and like get to work yeah exactly time for the real real life to start remember when this first happened and i was was just where to bring this up to you do you go then no it's just because obviously with everything happening like you said nobody needs to explain COVID again but you get the lockdowns and stuff and we were the very first wave of this we were about to like you know grow quite a bit there with we had the whole junior c thing locked up which we were like a main sponsor of and things were just kind of starting to wheel into place and then everything got shut down and i'm not trying to demean anybody else's company because it happened to a thousands of them but we were just about to pick up and we're excited and we're pumped and it's like okay things are moving and then all of a sudden boom nothing everything gets canceled last minute because i'm like i remember telling you straight up nah man we'll be fine here like we'll be fine that's in fucking china you know like by the time it gets here this turn will be long gone it was like three days later and it was like shut everything down so i remember and that's why i said the point about normally it's you worrying more than me because i'm just kind of you know going through the day dumb as shit essentially and uh you were like kind of really worried really worried and i was just like man you know like we just need to find other things to do in the meantime right like okay now we know we can do this how can we move forward with this and we did we sat down i think we sat down here for like three hours one day and we just bitch and complained to each other about things that we wanted to do that we can't now and then at the end of it we came up with it a a bunch of different ways to do things okay well we got to be six feet well we can do the mic'd up from six feet Hmm. okay we just have to email the rink it's a little bit more rigmarole to do things but we just I, i don't know man i just found that we went from being so down to being like, okay, now we're just going to find another way, find another avenue, stay afloat. And right now it's the busiest we've ever been. And that's not many companies can say that, especially not new companies can say they survived this and came out with more work. So I don't know. I don't even remember what we did internally, but something happened. We built the studio. That's true. And you get new gear and stuff like that, right? But anyways, yeah, it was just like, it could have easily went one way or the other, right? It, this easily could have been the year that it just, mm-hmm. the three years or four years that we built just crashed because of it, right? But we had the right mindset. And that's internally too, right? You have the right crew, everybody here, mm. keeping you going, giving you ideas, you know, having faith and the people that listen and shit. Yeah. Right? That's all you need. That is a big, moving. That is a big part of it. The people that listen that say it to you on the street. Like while we were, I was at the hockey camp last week and I forget the gentleman's name. Yeah, no surprise uh, there. Uh, <laughs> Remember great, his face, great, great guy, and we had a great conversation outside of um, 
in the parking lot just right by my car and he was telling me how he's a big listener he's a he's an engineer and how he's on the road a lot whenever he's on the road he'll tune the podcast in and like moments like that just like that keeps you going it's like how can you, you can't let that guy down what and i know there's thousands down, yeah. of other people that listen to us and there's thousands of other people just like him and it's like you just can't let those guys down i remember back during this we didn't remember we didn't do a podcast for like three months. Oh, stressing hard. And the Whoa. DMs that would come, the DMs that came, like, why aren't you guys doing it? Why aren't you guys doing it? Why aren't you guys doing it? What's going on? How could, why are you doing this? And like that was a moment as well. It was like, wow, people really care. People really listen. People actually are engaged with our conversation. And I still don't even know why, but I remember that three month gap. I was just like, Jesus, people are listening. I got to do something. Leave me alone. I like, just didn't yeah. do a podcast. And and I remember that was one of those big moments. That was like, I don't know when that was. Sometime past March, April, May, June, something. We were in a rink a lot. Yeah, not so there doing, wasn't too like, many months last year where you were able to be in a rink. So. Yeah, it was <laughs> one of them. But I always remember that was a big moment for us. Like, oh, we got to be consistent with this stuff. And think of all the people that you that listen that you don't have an opportunity to run into for them to say something to yeah. you or people that just don't, you know, leave a review or comment or whatever. There's tons of those people. And like you said, if you're ever feeling down about it and like, Oh, cause I know we were kind of like three months in and at a certain point you're just like, well, you know, we'll deal with it when we get one, I'm not going to stress over. And then you're getting these questions going, how can we not, I get asked all the time. How come you guys aren't doing podcasts? What do you mean? Mm. We are, we're just not pumping them out like we used to. Mm. But yeah, anyways, that's definitely something that'll keep you moving if you're ever like contemplating like, oh, well, maybe we'll shut this part of it down, which I know we haven't done that. Mm. But if you're ever feeling like that and then somebody talks to you and you're like, oh, shit, okay. Like mm. think about that guy, a trucker, for example, spends, you know, 20 hours of the 24 on the road. Yeah. You get tired of music and shit. You start wanting to listen. Like podcasts are huge right now. They're, they went through a big, big ass wave where it was like, that's all people listen to. I don't. I wouldn't say it's on the decline, but the numbers are probably just a little bit lower. It's summertime. People like music, mm. but I don't know, man. Podcasts are huge. Like you listen to them on the road and stuff. It's you know an hour podcast. You can get deep into thought. You know how many times I've argued with my fucking aux cord, just me in the car <laughs> listening to a podcast. You know, like what do you mean? And that's how it is, though. People want to relate to things. They want to you know hear things that happen to them or that they've seen, not just fairy tale fucking celebrity stories you know it's such yeah. like an intimate like form of media and just in the fact that you're gonna be like listening for a couple hours it's not like a youtube video where it's like you're giving up five minutes of your time or even a tiktok where you're giving up 15 seconds like you know like podcast fans are gonna be loyal because they're gonna go out of their way to download it and like listen to you mm. like listen to justin over these celebrities or over these anyone else like everyone's True. doing podcasts but it's because you've been here it's because, like, you know, you bring on guests. Everyone knows you'll have a nice conversation. So, I mean, it's um, it's interesting that that's kind of, like, the one, one of the bigger things you had at the start. Because, like, podcast, like, as you say, as it gets bigger and more saturated, yeah. podcast fans are harder to come by. But You think but, they're harder to come by, podcast Well, yeah, because it's, like, that's so the thing. Everyone has a podcast now. But because you've been here, and you know, and, like, everyone can rely on you, then you've got those fans. So if you're going to want to build a base out of anything, like it's going to be something intimate like that. Podcasting, like, yeah. you know. I like so how good. you said intimate. Yeah. Intimate, like, what did you say, intimate media? That was like 10 seconds it's ago. It's just, I don't know. It's just an intimate form of media. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's what it is, right? And so you think, like, I, you know, at the beginning, I don't really listen to too many podcasts now because I'm in the music mode in the summer, right? Couple, <laughs> couple drinky poos, right? But, um, like, when you're listening to, like, Chicklets or something, because that's what everybody listens to, you kind of feel like you know the person. Like, you're starting to pick up personality traits in people. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, how many times have you heard someone say fucking wicked awesome or, like, yeah. you know, kind of hat because deal. of yeah, RA, yeah. right? Oh, like, yeah, and not yeah. a big deal. That, one, on the that one drives me yeah. fucking bananas. But yeah. that's just personal. But I'm just saying an intimate thing is, like, okay, now you're starting to listen to because you like what this guy has to say. You like his views or, like, you like his shitty jokes or whatever the case may be. But the word intimate, I think, was, was – you've done that twice to me now. You've hit me with one word and it set me on a tangent. Yeah, no, I don't know. It's And I mean, I think that's kind of probably why, like, you have these people come up to you. They feel like, you know, they feel like they're not necessarily, like, I wouldn't say friends with you, but they feel like they can talk to you and they feel like they can approach you in the parking lot and be like, I've listened to this guy talk to athletes. I've listened to him talk to his yeah. employees. And, like, you know, I feel comfortable talking to him in a parking lot. So that's just a little tip, you know, if you ever want, if you really want loyal fans, try to do it in podcasting because they're definitely going to feel 
feel like closer to you. I mean, it makes sense. Because how easy is it to not download that? Exactly. You know? Oh yeah. Like, how we, you know, it's yeah. still easy to download, but it's a lot easier to not. And, oh, 100%. And even if you do and you have it like automatic subscriptions, how like the fact that he's like, okay, I got a two hour window. Like, let me listen to the high button podcast. Yeah, let me squeeze this in. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's yeah. where that's where it just like it builds and you don't even realize it's building. So love that. It'll be interesting to see how when we go on the road this year, when we do podcasts on the road, if the community, because the great thing about some of these analytics is you're able to see where the downloads are coming Mm -hmm, from. And the majority are Halifax, Dartmouth, Bedford, which is great. But it'll be great to see, you know, we go to Newfoundland, New Brunswick, just see like we do podcasts there and just see where the downloads are still coming from. That's the name of the game. Like before everything happened, me and dudes were on the road and we didn't really do many podcasts on the road. We tried, but we were really focused on the, the content stuff rather than the podcast. Connections, right? But that's one thing I'm really looking forward to when the travel comes back is because we have the equipment now. We have those oh, yeah. handheld, because that's the worst part is like taking all this gear apart and bringing it. But now yes. we have we have the handhelds, we have the small little cameras. We can Switch bring. Switchboards. Switchboards. Like we're good to go to do a podcast on the road. And I'm really looking forward to the duel. Well, pretty obvious i'm looking forward to the travel aspect of the, the business again um but i'm also really looking forward to the podcast setup when we travel it it's is a badass look though like if you go say we go to new brunswick somewhere as you know we do a mic'd up video and then we're sitting in our hotel room mm. having a podcast like doing yeah. a podcast that's part of growth too is having better and you know better quality be- and better gear studio lighting anything that. we used to have one of these cameras and they're dope and now I look around, there's like 17 of them. <laughs> you, you did do the podcast out on your deck, right? We did it once because it was COVID and we couldn't have anyone in the workspace. Oh, okay. So it, that was Jack Gillis. And mm-hmm. uh, I now that I'm looking back on it, we probably could have. But just to be safe, we just did it on the back yeah. deck. But that, dudes, you mentioned that. You're like, that's good you did it on the back yeah. deck because it shows you're not willing to quit. It's like, just yeah. because you can't do it inside, okay, fuck, do it outside. Yeah, I'll do it. And people love sitting on the deck. It's relatable, man. That's what yeah. those that shit comes down to. If you're scrolling through your Facebook or whatever, and you see two people on a deck in the summer, nine times into your buddy, nine times out of ten, you're going to scroll back and go, what are they doing? Yeah. Oh, they're doing a podcast on the deck. Dude. That's sick, right? I loved that episode. Like, I was watching that. That was, like, the first couple weeks I was there, and, like, I loved watching that. Just even, like... Like, like to his point, like moving out of the studio, even just to the back deck, the clips looked cooler on YouTube yeah. just because it was different. Like a new setting, the, the mic quality was good. Like uh, it was a good conversation about something related to the summer. I thought that was uh, yeah. I thought that was a good one. That was another one where I was sitting there and I was like, yes, yes, boy. Yeah. Like, here we go. Never, never back thinking, down. Thinking outside of the box here. Like this is good. And yeah. I remember that episode was right after we signed Osprey Ridge to advertise with us. And I was nervous because they signed with us and we didn't do a podcast for like a week, two <laughs> weeks because we couldn't do podcasts in the studio and everyone was like, Zoom, Zoom. I'm like, fuck, I'm not doing Zoom. No, Belly doesn't do Zoom. And Mm-mm. and I was getting nervous. I was like, all right, and Jack, Jack's a good golfer. I know he's a funny guy. He's friends with Heinem. Yeah. And then he came over and yeah, like we got a lot of good feedback from that podcast. But that's just one of those things throughout the year that it was a hiccup. It's like, no, we got to go through that hiccup. We got to just, can't go in the studio. Okay, we're going to the deck. This is one of those things. And that was at the very end too, man. You like like that was like the last like quarantine we were in. I mean, not going oh, yeah. with the last one we were in, like you were probably so over it. And then just oh, yeah. for you uh for you to like come up with an idea like that just mm-hmm. to keep it fresh. I I don't know. I thought that was good. I was impressed. And people get into like, you know, even for me, if I watch the same like same not the same video but like if it's in the same setting all the time like just videos in the studio right people are like okay it's a studio 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 yeah. and they just kind of you get bored of it just because you know i think everybody has add it to a certain degree oh, yeah. but then you see the decks and now you're like oh this is something different so you're like i wonder what they're doing here i wonder what they're talking about outside yeah right so just that change of but that comes scenery back, is that huge. comes back to the, the travel it's like why can't we do a podcast and some dress the dressing room at a hot like you you and be oh. hockey dressing room you know it's like yeah hotel True. room that's fine but just like different locations yeah. draw different eyes and another that's another part of growth man is realizing what works and what doesn't mm. right like as far as i'm concerned okay cool like we haven't talked about that deck podcast since it happened yeah no one's ever come up to us and said oh you know maybe a couple times but like no one's come up and like oh i love that deck podcast right but people are obviously going to look at it and watch it and stuff and just you know go about their day and but we have to realize mm-hmm. you know internally if that's you know what people want to see or not right mm. which i think it is people love outside and especially now that you can fucking leave your house or your community or whatever, then you're good. It's crazy to think about, man. Like, you couldn't leave. Like, we were doing the uh, the Picto Early Bird Major Midget Tournament. U18, yeah. U18. And, uh, and, like, I was thinking, oh, pump, like, that's great. But, like, like six months ago, you, you couldn't do that. No. Nope. Couldn't go to Picto. 
Yeah, I try not to get too excited about that stuff because yeah, it still I could know. be taken away from us. But I it's know. like it's hard not to be excited because tournaments are. I mean, growing up playing sports, man, or growing up doing whatever. If you got an opportunity to go on a road trip with like some of your buddies or your team or whatever, you're pumped about that. That has never changed for me. No. I know it's never to changed day, for you. We love roadie season. That's like we might as well just have shirts that say that. Yeah, I love roadie season. But it's the best too. And like a tournament scenario, like you said, you go, you set up shop. You know, you're there the whole weekend. You're seeing different people come all the time. Networking with new people, other business opportunities. Think about that's a baseball tournament, man. How many people did you meet that you'd never met in your life? At least seven. <laughs> what a staggering yeah. number. <laughs> Jeez, we got to do that again. If it's going to be seven, whole, people. seven whole people? Shit. Sure? Almost man, sounds like a waste now. I'm busy working. <laughs> yeah. But when I left, man, I met. Yeah. Like, we met, we talked. Yeah. And as soon as it was over, the organizer, Paul, he's like, you know, hey, this is going to happen next year. We'll see you then. I'm like, yeah, man, we'll see you then. Yeah, see, and I guarantee... Good. Oh, I'm not, you're, I'm not going to say you guaranteed, but do, do you think a big part of the success for this weekend had a little bit to do with us? You can't argue with me and say no. What do you mean? 18,000 views on a, on a, over the weekend? On something that they weren't even going to do originally. Like, he reached out, you know, well in advance, but, you know, normally when you set up a tournament, you're, and I know Paul, he's on the fucking ball, man. Like, yeah, yeah. and he's like, he, you know, reach out a year in advance type thing get that solidified but you know it wasn't last minute necessarily but it was just something that we reached out because i remember i was just like i'm just going to message them because they were supposed to host nationals right was that supposed to be that well that weekend? was supposed to be i'm not sure if it was supposed to be last summer or this summer mm-hmm. but anyways that's that's a big tournament and they're going to have it next year so he was just like oh we want to try this out it was like a trial run you know and then he remember one of them came out to me and they were like man just wanted to let you guys know that we've had two huge successes this weekend that surprised us. And one of them was like the traffic on the website and the other one was the live streaming. He's like, you know, this is something we didn't even know we needed. But I think because we brought, you know, this a certain production level, which, you know, granted at the beginning, we weren't even sure if we were going to bring that type of game. You know, bases, like we said, commentary makes everything more interactive, Multiple right? So angles. it's just a, yeah, that too, right? I mean, we were up in wasn't the greatest spot to be up in the booth at Beasley. It wasn't bad, but there were some blind spots, which I know people are pissed off about because I was. And ideally, that's not where we would like to be, but we made it work. You know what I mean? We had guy on first, the pitcher, you know, all that stuff. So you you just got to – I think one thing we're good at is, uh, like, evolving on the fly or, like, Mm. dealing with something now instead of, you know, dwelling on it. It's just like, okay, well, what – you said, like, four times, like, don't even worry, I got plan D in my back pocket. And I'm like, fuck, man, like – yeah. You know, maybe keep that one to you until we till we get to Plan D and it works. But it ended up working out. But yeah, sport media, man. If there's ever, I mean, it's funny to me just because like I literally like went to school for it and like just would learn about it and like it was just like I just know like any like in sport media, there's just pro like there's just problems. You just gotta go like across them, like Mm -hmm. you said. Like that's something that I think you guys have figured out well, just like naturally, just like crossing a problem. And Justin, like. Just oh. in total, like how many, dude, like how many times just so far have you run into like a technical problem? And he just figures it out. And it's just like, and it's like, all right, time to figure it out. Like that's just how it's going to be because for the rest the of our lives. The guy can't even spell technical <laughs> and he's up there troubleshooting yeah, for yeah. us and shit that we, we've like, never even like, done. Like, you know, it's literally, if it's not one thing, it's another. But so. that's all it is though. That's it. Like all you, that's all you have to figure out with technology is, oh, it's not this, then it's this. If it's not that, then it's this. That's it. It's just keep doing it. It's the troubleshooting That's all method. it is. Just, but not a lot of people are just like, if it were me and I was starting this business out and I had technical problems all the time, I would say, fuck this I the towel in. you know i can i'll go get a trucking job or something like that and, and i don't have to deal with this bullshit but it's just like even being up there well and you're like just oh no just like i called you day one i was ready to go yeah. something happened but because i panicked because it was about to start I, I could just couldn't gather my thoughts and you're like no man it's fine just do this and i was like oh i was like two clicks of the and i was like oh okay fuck i was like we're good like yeah. but i panicked right and if you're not if you're not going to panic if you're up top of us and you're not going to panic it's not going to trickle down yeah Right. I never thought of it from that perspective. It's true. So if I called you and you were like, fuck, man, like, yeah. I don't know, like, blah, blah, blah. I'm doing my own thing. But you were just like one sec. But one day you're going to have a kid calling you going, dude, mm. like, hey, where then? then you can't panic. You know, that's what I'm trying to say. But it's I'm like, not okay, going to because exactly. you didn't. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Same with you, Jeff. Like, you, you know, 10 years. I don't really want to even look at a live streaming operation. I hope you guys are doing yeah. that. Yeah. You guys are going to be like 
Don't panic. Here's what you do. Click the red button. Click the green button. Click apply. <laughs> click OK. Now stream. I'll see you soon. I'm, I'm like, ah, like, oh, fuck. I forgot apply. It's, yeah. it's yeah. the troubleshoot method, man. When one thing doesn't work, you just go to the next. That's how computers work. It's how all technology works. It's, yeah. It'll get you around anything. But once again, it's just easier to not, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like it was. Just, it's the same thing about the downloading. Like, it's super easy to download, and it's probably super easy to troubleshoot this and get to the bottom of it, but it's just easier to not. Yeah. So, but not, and not everybody, and that's why you see... You know, I, uh, companies start up and then a year later they're just like, you know, whether it was their secondary thing or whatever, they just can't stay with it. Whenever I'm in those moments, I just think about having a real job. I'm like, okay, what would you rather do? Wake up and do a real job or just figure this out? That's all I think about. Like, that's where, like, the moments where it, it sucks and you don't want to do it. It's just like, well, would you rather work at Tim Hortons or do you just want to do this? Like, come on, John. You don't be a pussy. Like, just go. Like, figure this out. Well, you're too far into it now. I had a guy the other day ask me if I was uh, interested in doing landscaping. And I just laughed. And he's like, what's so funny? I was like, I appreciate it, but like, fuck that. <laughs> I said, I'm, I'm just too lazy for that shit. I said, I found an easier way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can just sit down, talk, be an idiot, and every now and then, you know, collect some dollars. That's it. It's just way easier. And you can stay real motivated to make it work. Yeah, so. exactly. It's not hard. I'm not going out and shoveling gravel in 45 degree weather. I'm 30 years old, man. I'm not getting any younger, you know? I'm in the best shape of my life, if you're listening, but. All right. I don't know. I don't know how to judge <laughs> The year that. you don't play baseball. I just ask somebody you're... else. Hey, am I in the best shape of my life? What time are we at right now, Mark? 35 minutes. All right. Time for a quick timeout brought to you by Crypto Vantage. We are taking a timeout to talk about pro sports and how pro sports teams are allowing their fans to buy tickets using cryptocurrency. A number of teams are allowing fans to purchase tickets this way. And this number is expecting to grow in this year, 2022. What's after that? 2023. You keep going up. The numbers are going to go. Cryptocurrency is going to grow. Okay. And this team includes, or I guess these sports franchise, they include the Dallas Mavericks. Okay. They're allowing their fans to use BitPay to buy tickets for their games. Pretty incredible. Also Bitcoin, Ethereum, Dogecoin, the classics, but we all know cryptocurrency. There's a new form of currency coming each and every day. Another team, the Oakland A's, they're allowing their fans to use Dogecoin, which is unbelievable. Uh, it's just a matter of time before more sports teams, excuse me, and fans let their essentially fans get paid or excuse me, allow fans to pay for tickets uh, using cryptocurrency. Also, professional athletes are starting to get paid in cryptocurrency. Think about that. People don't even want dollars anymore. They want cryptocurrency. Don't ask me, all right? What you're going to do is you're going to ask CryptoVantage. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to head over to CryptoVantage, sorry, excuse me, info.cryptovantage.com slash high button. One more time for everyone that didn't get that first time. Info.cryptovantage.com slash high button. I want you to fill out the white paper at the bottom of the sheet. You're going to get a free information package from CryptoVantage. They're going to give you everything that you need to know about cryptocurrency and how to deal in cryptocurrency safely. We all know that cryptocurrency is the way of the future and it is easy to slip up and make mistakes. Okay, High Button Sports and CryptoVantage want to make sure that you are taken care of. Okay, One more time. Info.cryptovantage.com C-R-Y-P-T-O, Vantage, V-A-N-T-A-G-E dot com slash high button. Head over there, fill out the white paper at the bottom of the sheet, get a free informa information package, and you're going to be all set, all right? You're welcome. High button sports. That's free. I'm not even making you pay for that. Boom. Crypto Vantage. Jeff, do you actually have a story about cryptocurrency? Well, I was just going to go in. I mean, you know, crypto obviously on the coming up and even if you can't make it to dallas for a game to pay for your crypto you can still use your crypto with sports i mean these sports betting sites now they are all over it you don't want to put your credit card into these sites i get it you know uh everything's kind of coming up not everyone's so sure about it you can put your crypto dollars and what you've earned on there just directly in it's like basically just a little connector you say oh i want 50 bucks out of my crypto account into my betting account Boom, you're betting on the game that night. You don't need to worry about putting your credit card, debit, any of that stuff in. Keep it all, you know, online. Keep it all in the crypto dollars. And I mean, that's just right there. You can make real dollars that quickly on these betting sites. That's what I do, at least. You know, I said, get my credit card over here. Let's do the crypto dollars, you know. And I'm uh, a lot safer, a lot happier. And it's just uh, it's a great addition to that website and everything uh, sports betting. That's pretty cool, actually, because I know a lot of people, a lot of my buddies are sports bettors. And, all of your buddies. All and how my much buddies. Is, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. Especially when you couldn't leave, but sports were still on. What are you going to do? Can't and, work. And investing in cryptocurrency, too, was a thing over COVID. 
cryptocurrency, you guys might as well have been speaking Japanese to me there, but <laughs> I did the information package and I read did about you? it. Yeah, just yeah. because, I mean, man, like, if you, it just, it almost sounds too good to be true, really. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? It's just like, what the, what do you mean? I can just have like internet dollars. Yeah, and the crazy thing about it is that it's not. Like, you can actually make money off it. And Crypto Vantage can educate you. It's a so, good like, thing. Uh, do you have to have real money to have crypto money? Yeah, well, you got to convert it. Yeah, so I'm fucked. Yeah, <laughs> just head on over to CryptoVantage.com. They'll help you out. Perfect. Well, I guess you already filled out the white paper, so just read it. Well, I'm still learning how to read, and I know I told all the listeners at the baseball <laughs> tournament that, but I'm working on it. Um, one thing I want to talk about uh, the base of the company is the influence that we are able to bring by having professional hockey players and other professional athletes come onto our podcast. And we've probably, when was like our first big pro guy? Like maybe like Liam. I would say, yeah, but, probably. And one thing I'm really proud of, I was actually talking to Luke Green about this because he skates with Sid and those boys, and he's like, you know, the, the pro guys, they respect what you do. Like, they respect that you don't ask them for things every day. We, you know, we ask yeah. like once a year. You can't. And I'm, I'm really proud of that thing, that 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 it, that relationship, I guess, that we've made with all those pro guys. You know, Batherson coming over, having a great conversation with him, and making sure that they understand that we appreciate that they're coming over. We appreciate they're giving us an hour of their time. But I just want to make sure that they know we're not looking for days at a time here from you. Just just come over for an hour, talk. And, yeah, that, doing, yeah. and I, I'm so proud of that uh, that discipline, I guess, this company has had. Because we dudes knows too. We've had opportunities where people have reached out to us and be like, hey, can you reach out to this guy for us and see if he can do this for us? And dudes and I know, and I'm pretty sure maybe, uh, maybe not you two guys, but dudes and I know that you got to respect when you ask these pro guys for a favor. And if you do do it, make sure it's on a... Just, for the right reasons. Just make sure that they're getting something out of it too. Just don't do it just to benefit you. So I'm really proud of that. And when Luke was telling me about that the other day, about how those boys are, yeah, they, they seem to like you. They don't really care too much when you guys ask for them to come on the podcast. Well, I was pumped about that. You're not trying to piggyback them. You, exactly. You, you, if, it would be easy to just sit there and be like, oh, yeah, do this for me, do this for me, ask them for this. Hey, can you come over? Like, yeah. And act like big dogs because you're you know, you're know connected with them. Yeah. But how many times have we talked about, man, like, just let them breathe, right? Like, these guys come home, and, yeah, they're available to us and stuff like that, but it's like you don't think they have a game plan when they come home. You think they're coming home looking for extracurricular things to do. Yeah, no, they're, man. They're looking they're to do media. Yeah. They're families. You know, they're friends that they haven't seen in years. You know, everybody's dealing with that right now, but I, I agree, man. You, we just can't – I mean, we've written a couple messages, and we've talked about, should we send this? And then it's like, nah, like, yeah. just leave them alone, like, or leave her alone or whatever it is, right? And, and I agree with you, and I think you do have to have discipline to – it's easy to send a, a fucking message over your phone. You don't even have to deal with them face-to-face. -face. Mm. You don't even have to re look if they replied or not, mm -hmm. you know? You can just hide behind it. <laughs> hey, you want to come over? But you don't. You let them breathe, man, and I, and I agree. I think that's a good thing to hear, and I think – we should keep doing it. <laughs> well, Cam Lee, when he came over, he was like, man, I never do interviews. And a couple of his buddies were saying, like, I, I, I can't believe he came. It's it not just, an interview, though. That's just, the thing. Yeah, but that's what I think pro, these pro guys are starting to realize. Yeah, true. Like, how do you get five goals in 72 games? And, like, it's like... <laughs> What's your playing game meal? What the playing game? It's like, you know, it's like these guys are just starting to realize. And I was really pumped that Cam came because I was just told that he just doesn't do stuff like that. And when, I think it was like a couple of days after, Luke was telling me about how the, the what, the, what the word is about the pro guys and high button sports and how they feel about us. Mm -hmm. It made me feel good. I, I was really excited about that. And I never really, I, I, I kind of thought about it. Like how, how do the pro guys feel about us? Like, because we don't expose them, but like, you know, every now and then we'll, we'll ask some personal questions, you know, but I just think that they have a level of respect for us that they're, they'll, they'll, they'll come back every now and then. And like, I was pumped to hear that from Luke. Yeah. Those guys will know it. Like, you can ask them a question. If they don't want to answer, you can tell pretty quickly. If, you know, you feel the butthole clench up a little bit if they don't want to yeah. answer that question. Yeah, but yeah, as yeah. you do them, man, you get better at them, right? Like, you know not to ask you know, certain certain areas of questions at a certain point in careers and stuff like that. Like, we're not trying to expose them. Mm. We just want them to tell human shit that our human listeners can relate to. Mm -hmm. And I keep saying relating, but like, that's a big part of media. If, correct me if I'm wrong. It's a big part if, of business. If, that's what, it, and exactly that is being able to relate to something. Oh, I, I've done that. Oh, I wear black socks, you know, like, yeah. Oh, I 
past him before the game, like shit like that. When you're walking by the Gap in the mall and you see a guy wearing a pair of jeans, you're like, oh, I look like that guy. I can pull those jeans off. That's <laughs> yeah. what, it's like it's, it might be a weird example, but that's relatability. Same thing with this yeah. podcast. Oh, this guy's talking about eating spaghetti before a game. He's in the NHL. I'm I in spaghetti. Today. I'm in Pee Wee B. I eat spaghetti. I can relate <laughs> to that. It's it's the same thing. That it's For all sure. about relatability. Mm-hmm. And the more real you are, and the more human you are, the more you're going to be able to relate to people and fans. Well, do you not think that people would stop listening if we were just? It's true. I don't want to keep saying mainstream media, but just like your your standard interview this isn't an interview man it's just a a chat with monday morning you know because we went through like the grind too of you know trying to make it and hoping to make it and then you know you end up being dog shit but and then you but you do you want to hear and as you're imagine being a younger player kind of like almost looking into the future you you're almost having these questions answered for you like do i really want to work out today or like do i want to be in the gym five days a week and then you hear a story of like nate going out at lunchtime and taking his goddamn lunch I can't even eat and then do something within five minutes, and this guy's out practicing while he's eating, you know, probably putting lunch on the side burner for the point being. But I'm just saying, like, if you're ever questioning something and then you hear someone who's made it and that's what they do, you're not going to go, nah, I'll skip that today. You're going to yeah. go, okay, well, that's what I'm going to do too. So crazy. That, like, that's the like that's something people don't even think of. Media has just provided, like, an even opportunity for these guys to hear that. Like when you guys were going up, like you said, trying to make it and like all excited. I don't think you were sitting at home listening to the podcast with your favorite athlete saying, have- saying, oh, this is how they did it. Okay, that's an interesting choice. Oh, then you go cool. to the next, you know, the next week, oh, this person. So they went that about this way. Like you guys are on your own. So, I mean, high button and just media in general, I mean, just gives you that opportunity, like you said, to just like have uh, some sort of at least idea or like, Give you an idea of what you want to do. It's a, it's a pretty cool thing. Looking into the futures, people want that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you could, I guarantee a thousand percent of the people in the world would take that opportunity to be able to see things in the future, right? <laughs> and it's not even so much seeing it. It's like you said, like, I guess it kind of is. I'm not going to talk about it too much longer, but I would have loved to have it growing up. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to have been able to, you know, I never really, like, asked my dad about stuff like that. He just didn't go through it. You know, he was a musician, whatever. But to be able to listen to somebody that, you know, you like or, or you respect or something like that, go through what you're kind of going through and they took a, a route that you were questioning and now you're like, okay, well, that's got to at least help. Yeah. You know, maybe it may not be the difference maker for me, but this is going to help because it helped him, yeah. you know? So it's like, okay, let's let's go with that then. I always remember in junior camp, especially like major junior, there was always nervous energy with myself and like, oh, okay, like there's Travis Randall. He's been the captain of this team. He's a big dog. Like not just Travis, but it was just like a bunch of guys on the team. I'd be like, well, what are they doing in the summer? What are they, like, well, what's going on? Like, how did he, where did he go to school before the Mooseheads? Where did he play midget? What? And I, I love that element about the podcast, how we have guys that have been through it. Like I'm just repeating what you guys said, but just making sure that the kids that are going to make that next step, they've already listened to the story that's gone through, the, the, the guy that's gone through that step, and now he's on to the next step. So it's like there's a kid that's almost two steps behind, but in his head, he knows how to get two steps ahead. You know what I mean? Oh, exactly it's what like, you mean. You know, who do we have on? We had like uh, Carruthers, you know, got drafted by St. John. He's played two years now. But that one podcast we did, he's talking about his process of getting drafted by St. John. Mm-hmm. Now he's talking about the process of going to camp. But he's talking about also the process of playing for the Max, putting up 40 goals. So it's just so many uh, layers of, I guess, knowledge for people to listen to and go, okay, here's how we, th- here's how we did it. I'm going to do it. It's cool. And not everybody goes like that far back into like, oh, where did you play Adam? You know, and like, oh, I played Adam B and then I played Pee Wee B and then I made house one year, but then I made AAA Bantam and then my career, you know, I yeah. started going to the gym and eating right and blah, like just shit like that. Yeah, because we never heard that. No, We just man. saw JP's crew running and like, oh, those are like the seven guys that are going to make it. No and one you're ever, like, you know? oh, that looks like it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go to the beach and drink. Yeah, I'll be all right. Exactly. But right, it, and that's it, why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's true, man. There's There's tons of stories out there and. There's tons of guys that are going pro. Imagine how many guys back in the day that like were playing pro in Europe that we just didn't even know about. Imagine the t- the amount of like athletes from the East Coast that with so many opportunities these days. If you would have thrown a few more of those opportunities back in the day, how much more like talent we would have had and known about. Yeah. You know, like there's a ton of guys. Think of all the talent here now, and I'm just and I'm just basing this on hockey because that's what we've seen. Is the talent coming through here? Like when we were pl- kids. For you to be even considered for the NHL was like you were a god. And I'm not saying it's – I'm not discrediting being drafted into the NHL one bit. 
But I'm saying now it just seems more common. So if there was a year that goes by and nobody from Nova Scotia or New Brunswick gets drafted, you're going to go, what the fuck? Mm. Like, what happened? Oh, yeah. You know, because we were on we're on such – there's so much talent here. Newfoundland's had a first-rounder for, like, the last five years in the yeah. NHL draft. Always like, someone it's just in the World Junior of. Team, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's more common, the World Junior Team. Even, like, the World Women's with, like, Jill and Blair. Yeah, like, they're, they're from Nova Scotia, and there's a ton of unreal Canadian female hockey players, but they managed to make the team. Right, it's just it's the talent here is insane right now. It really can't be overstated how much McKinnon and Crosby did for that. Like mm. just even their like the kids like because I grew up in that time. Like I was five when Crosby got drafted, so like <sighs> I grew up with it. Like watching him in the NHL mm-hmm. and like just you know like it, it changes things. And you got the one of the top five players in the world from your place. Like and even the Mooseheads, the fact that the Mooseheads are so good and they went like they have these homegrown guys. Like it's the whole thing. Like. The Mooseheads being good for a long time, being one of the top teams, having these top guys, like having outlets for these guys to play in. Crosby and McKinnon coming back each year to give like the guys who might be able to make it like to work with them. Like mm, they true. really have like totally changed the game. Like yeah. you said, when you were like before that, like you know it was insane if someone was drafted to the NHL from here. But now it's like it's a no- it's much more normalized. We've gotten a lot of, not a lot, but like we've, there's been a lot of people this past summer like, oh, when are you getting Crosby on? When are you getting Crosby on? And I just want to set the record straight, like the thought process on it. It's not, like, there is really no effort. There, I, it's If it happens, it happens. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't, it doesn't. We've all, everyone, even Mark, you, I'm sure, we've all heard the horror stories of when Sid comes home and how the requests are there. And if he doesn't do it, people might like, ah, this guy, what's wrong with him? He does like, I heard stories about how he was at his camp and you know how like it's a draw, like kids from America come and yep. from everywhere. And like you hear horror stories about like, you know, he's signing autographs, but he couldn't get everyone and he left. And like some people from America are just like, what the fuck? I came all the way from Minnesota to get my kids. He's, he's, like, he's like, he just spent an hour signing autographs. Like, what do you <laughs> want him to do? And it's just like the, the, the amount of requests that we all know about, but don't even like really hear. Who am I to be like, Sid, if it happens, it happens. It's got to happen organically. He knows about high button sports. You know, if he wants to, he's like Batman. He'll call me. He'll, that's how it works here. It's not. Uh, you know, it's just not energy I'm going to put towards because he doesn't need any of that energy, and I don't need to put my energy towards something that. You and you don't want to bug him. It goes back to what we yeah. were talking about. Like, yeah, it would be easy to go, hey, 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 come on the podcast. Hey, man. Hey, man. Just let him be. We have, like, we have mutual friends. Like, if I really wanted to be a dick and, like, get a hold of him, I could. But it just, there's no point. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, there's no point. He's That's like, just the way it's going to be. He's the most private, like, superstar in a sport like ever so i mean if you know if that's how he's gonna operate dude you don't play 20 years in in the big show and have absolutely no negative media attention unless you're smart unless, about it. unless and it's sick. not even smart he's just a good fucking person yeah, like yeah. that's what some people are like do they just want him to fuck up because they're like how can he be such a good person and play in the nhl and, yeah. and oh you know yeah. how can he not sign my kid's stick at the yeah. camp yeah. like just fuck man he's one guy like he's done more for the game not only here but worldwide, do you think anybody from Pittsburgh knew where fucking Nova Scotia was before Sid showed up? Not a chance. Do you think anybody knew where Grant? You barely know where Grand Lake is, and no. you've lived here your whole entire life. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, and that's and that's what I'm. He's just such a good face for the game. Yeah. But going back to what you said about them paving the way here, it's it. This is going to sound weird, but if you can see it, it's one thing. But if you can literally touch it, you know, like if you're out on the ice with these guys that have made it, it's a completely different ball game. Yeah, you can see what they're doing. You could have a video of him in the gym every day, but it'd be so much harder to emulate than when he's right beside you mm-hmm. on the ice. Oh, shit, that's how he does this drill? Oh, man, he's working this hard? Like, when you're, it's right there in front of you, man, that's what, in that, and you start to feel it. Like, you get like a chill almost when you're in that scenario, right? Well, dudes, you and I have played, well, you and I have golfed with guys who are on the ice with Sid every summer, yeah. and they say, they are the same way as like almost the fans. They go and they don't want to mess up. They go and they work their bag off because they mm-hmm. want to be invited back. It's it's the same mentality as everyone else. It's just you want to go and be the hardest worker there so that you're accepted within that group because you know those top two guys, even three with Marchand, those guys are going and working their bag off. And if you're not close to competing with those guys and working hard and being disciplined off the ice, you're not going to be invited back. So those guys go and like – Oh, I'm not going to mention names, but me, we, me and dudes have had conversations with these guys, and they, they go and it's not. I'm not going to say it's not fun, but they go and it's it's, they're they're going to they're going to work. You just don't want to be the guy that's the. I don't want to say shitty, but just the guy that's out there being a, a Packerhead, yeah. you know, like just going through the motions kind of thing. But you also don't want to be the guy that's the hero and trying to show everybody up. It's a fine line, and that's 
a little bit nerve wracking. Like, fuck, man, I still go to some sports that I've played for, you know, my whole life and I'm, I'm nervous as hell to go- just because there's other people around that, you know, are better than me or like, mm. you know, it, that's just the way it is. And so that's going to be a natural thing. But that's what pushes you as a person is almost that fear of, you know, not being as good as you want to be. And that's what's going to really like, mm. you know, push you. But then when you're seeing it, like I said a couple minutes ago, if you're seeing what you're thinking, I mean, it changes things for you. And that's paving the way. Right. It's so much more than just like oh, yeah, he's an unreal hockey player, and he you know, he scores a trillion goals in his life, and he played fucking major midget when he was 10. But <laughs> it's just like th- those options wouldn't even be considered now. Mm-hmm. And the crazy part in the NHL right now is they have, like, what's like Nate, uh, Crosby, Marshy are always in, like, the top five scoring, yeah, or, like, weird. top 10 at least. Top and that's 10, three yeah. Nova Scotians. It is weird. It's <laughs> so how good, weird. How good, like, how, like, like, what? Yeah, and that's My, all you can do is what? Yeah, And everyone's like, oh, but there's seven Ontario guys. It's like... Jesus, buddy, also relax. Like, There's also, also like 18 million people. Yeah, like, exactly. Relax. You also have triple our population in one city in Ontario. So the fact oh. that Nova Scotia is showing up is at weird. all. Yeah, but yeah, not, at all. At yeah. all. That's what, and it literally goes back to when we were kids, man. Like, I think when we were younger, it was like, I think maybe Sean O'Donnell was like the first guy I ever heard that got a, like a pro sniff, yeah. and you're like, holy Andrew, shit, man. Andrew Gordon. Yeah, or like even like Bodnarchuk and those guys when yeah. we got a little older, like the, yeah. that Hillier Bodnarchuk uh, Marchand era mm-hmm. was like really good for that. But that was, if I'm not mistaken, after Sid, obviously. Oh, yeah, so, Sid was like first, second year in the yeah. NHL. So, yeah, he got drafted when he was nine. Yeah. <laughs> How much time are we at, Mark? 55 minutes. 50 what? 55. That quick? Jeff, what are you looking forward to about uh, this year coming up? Oh man, just looking uh, looking forward to just growing it and just doing more. Mm. I'm just I'm just excited to do more just here and in general, like working, doing more streams, doing more content, like just more, just seeing where you can take it. I mean, like you said, it's a big year. Mm. We're uh, we're trying to see where it can go. The streaming looks good. It's all set up. Um, I don't know. I'm just excited. Just just more. Just get things going. Like you be creative. Like you know what I mean. There's so many opportunities. You've built this and you've built the a fan base, so I'm just excited to uh, to see what we can do and just see how we can push it and make it bigger and better. Dude, same question. Oh, man. Well, for me, I'll try and sum it up quickly, but obviously I've been a little bit absent for the last little bit doing other stuff, but this year I'm super excited to, like, literally be full on in, full hands on deck, kind of like when we first started. Um, but the opportunities are there, man, and, and I think this is going to be a big year, but I'm super excited to – be back in the rinks, knock on wood, back to the fields, back to whatever sporting event it is. Oh, knock. Yeah, okay. You know, talking, meeting new people, listening to fans, taking feedback. But I think the biggest thing I'm excited is is to, to dive into this head first and be like 100% full-on, hands-on, and see where we can take this baby, you know? Dope. I got nothing else. You guys took the words out of my mouth. How much time are we at now? <laughs> How much? 56? Well, that's, that's good. Damn, I summed it up real quick. Yeah. Um. All right, man. Everyone listening, thank you very much for tuning in. It's Monday. Work hard. Have fun. August 16th, man. Summer. Summer's still here. I'm not giving up on summer. Summer's still here. The dog days of summer. Happy yeah, belated, Sid. Happy belated, Sid. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everyone listening, thank you very much uh, for tuning in. Once again, thank you to our sponsors, Generous United, Crypto Vantage and Osprey Ridge a golf course. Get out there, play some golf, hit uh, hit some good scores. All right, we are out. Peace.
the tranquility of solitude. 